Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kate Tank Podcast. It's your host, Kate Brown. And before we dive into today's episode, I just want to put a quick PSA out there um, to all of the listeners. Today, I'm going to be giving you a really in-depth, detailed rundown of what I've been doing lately on my health, healing, uh, nutrition journey, all of the things. And I want to just preface this episode by saying that this is not medical advice. I have sought the counsel of professionals in the things that I've been tweaking and doing with my health. So just come to this conversation with that caution in mind. What's working for me might not work for you. Um, but if you can take one thing from this episode, I am going to really talk about advocating for yourself, digging a little bit deeper, surface level health. But I do want to say I'm not a medical professional. So make sure you seek out the true, true true experts um, before you go and drastically change anything. But with that, let's go dive into today's episode. To the Kate Take podcast, my friend, I'm so excited that you are here. Okay. Today's episode is going to be a doozy, but I'm going to make it a concise doozy. But the reason that I am putting this into a podcast episode, it is because I have been very transparent and open on my social media that um, at the end of 2022, I really decided that it was time for me to heal from my birth trauma. I was extremely naive of the journey that I was about to go on. And I feel like I have learned so much in the past four, five-ish months. And so much has changed since I kind of lifted the lid off of this in end of October, early November. And I just want to share the things that I've learned with you so far as I've kind of gone on this healing journey, because I quite frankly was very naive to what this would entail. I said this a couple of episodes ago. I thought that I would, you know, address some of this physical pain I had in PT. I thought that I'd go to a couple therapy sessions and be on my merry way. But what's so interesting about this, and I've joked with the professionals that I've been working with, I feel like my own science experiment right now, I feel like I'm going layers deep and healing in a multitude of ways. Yes, for my birth trauma, but just as a human, I feel like I'm learning how to be a better coach. 
you know, I've worked in this health and fitness space for nearly eight years now. Um, it's been seven years since I started this. It'll be eight in September. And truly, I mean, what catalyst, what really set off my initial, you know, seven years ago healing journey was getting out of the literal rat race of continually signing up for marathons and half marathons and 10Ks and 5Ks and just beating my body to the ground through that. When I say that, like, body, you know, formerly beach body. Now we're using the word body. Um, our company is making some shifts. It literally did change my life. It taught me about nutrition. It taught me about not counting calories anymore. It taught me about supplements. You know, the first supplement I ever took was Shakeology. And I saw how that helped me lose weight and have clear skin and feel better. And so, you know, I've been on a health journey the past seven years, but what I really want to articulate to you today is that you might be an averagely healthy person. You eat your vegetables, you drink your water, you get your steps in, you're doing a great job with a base level of health. And you're uh, that's something that should be celebrated. And what I'm learning is there's always room for improvement in a non-punitive way. And what I mean by that is for so many years, I looked at health as a punitive measure, eat less, run more, um, you know, pick the thing with the least amount of calories instead of the thing that might be more nutrient dense. Go for the skim milk, not the whole milk, right? Like just stupid things like that, which I think as a millennial woman, we have been conditioned in diet culture. And I've probably played a part in that. I can say that, you know, I probably in my early days of, of my business played into that. And I apologize for that. And I also, you when you know better, you do better, right? And so I'm just excited for this journey I've been on because I feel like I have just like unlocked this new level of where in my job, in my career, I am so fucking thankful that women trust me on their health and fitness journey and that they know, okay, Kate is a gateway into me working on my health and fitness goals through this. And if you've ever worked with me in my groups, especially in the past few years, I've always been someone who's like, you know, consult with somebody else. Like I'm, I don't claim to be an expert. I don't claim to be a pro. I'm sharing my own experiences here of what's worked for me and then go, you know, talk to somebody else about it too. And that's what's hilarious to me now is like in the past six months, if you are in my boot camps, if you're in my virtual community, what's hilarious is that literally I feel like everyone in my boot camp right now, like, sure, we're doing a body program and people are using Shakeology and, you know, they're following the nutrition plans. And so many of them are going to pelvic floor PT because so many of them are new moms and they've seen me do it. And they're like, well, shit, I got to figure this out. So many of them are going to therapy. And then so many of them are kind of learning through the experts I've had on this podcast and the things that I've learned to then consult with their health professionals to add these things in. And so, you know, I thought that I was just going to be addressing birth trauma and like that sec, like, you know, that singular event when I started to uncover this back in November. But what I feel like I've really unlocked is literally healing myself in so many ways. And part of that is just looking at health in a completely different way. I heard this the other day on a podcast, and I think it's a great way to encapsulate thinking about your health. And I want to give credit where credit is due. This um, idea came from Jenna Kutcher's podcast. I'm a huge Jenna Kutcher fan. Um, I will link the episode where she was on um, speaking with her dietitian. And her dietitian explained that we need to stop looking at health as separate parts. Like there's the fitness part, and that's over in one section. And then there's the health, you know, the food part, and that's just 
what you eat. You know, we kind of look at it in those just two parts when in actuality, health is like a tree and the trunk of the tree, it's strong and it's sturdy and it branches off into all these different sectors. And really our health is so interconnected. It's not just fitness over here and nutrition over there. It's fitness, it's nutrition, it's emotional well-being, it's biohacking, it's it's, you know, emotional hearing, it's spirituality. There's so many pieces of these things that fall into health and they're not separate entities. And that's what I feel like I've really learned. And it it truly gets me even more fired up about what I already am doing in my career of helping women, because I'm like, damn, if I can give people the baseline, like the fitness and the nutrition, the mindset, I've been providing women that for seven years, I've been doing that and embodying that myself for seven years. I just think it's very powerful that if I can help women with that base level of their health, well, now they have the permission to go on a similar journey of what I'm doing and dig deeper. Because here's the God honest truth. You can't dig deeper with like your mindset or your spirituality or, you know, healing inner child harm or things like that. If you are not healthy baseline period. And I want to refer back to episode, gosh, what was it? 108 with Shelby Colzer. She was on with the healthy girls don't gatekeep episode. Please listen to that. Shelby is an expert in this field. I'm so lucky to call her a friend. She has helped guide me on this journey. She actually, um, is someone I talk to on the regular about this kind of stuff. Um, but it's something that I've gotten a lot of information from her too, right? So um, go back to that episode and it's just something where maybe some of these episodes seem a bit repetitive lately. I've had Shelby on. I'm sharing my personal journey here, which is going to have a lot more than just nutrition. And coming up soon, I'm having a hormone health expert come onto the podcast named Michaela Stoner. So you'll want to you know, stay tuned to the feed for this. But the reason I really also want to talk about this with you is because so much, this whole podcast is about living the one life that you've got. The whole concept of this podcast is for you to take tangible action on your goals, on your dreams, and on your vision, on your visions, because there is no do over in life, right? You have heard me say that so many times, but sister, you are not going to get your visions to become a reality if you feel like crap along the way, if you have brain fog along the way, or if you are surface level loving yourself. And this is where I get excited. And it's so weird because I feel like I've had these shifts lately in my health that are really going well for me, but my body might not necessarily reflect that on the outside. I'd actually say that right now. Um, and we're going to dive into this. I am a little bit heavier than I've been in a long time. Um, if you were just to go by weight, but there's so many things internally shifting for me that I'm not worried about that. And I know that I still, you know, results are more than just what you look like from the outside. And that is something I want you to think about and embody as well, because your body is the shell that carries your soul. I know that that's like so woo woo, but it is true. Like, and I'm not saying that you you know, can't want aesthetic goals. I've always been someone that hates when people put down, if like, if you want abs, like, sure, go for that, but don't make that be your only goal, right? I think it's okay to have aesthetic goals. Do I like that? I feel like I'm carrying a little bit of extra weight right now. No, I'm not going to say that I do, but I also 
am learning to love myself in this body as well. And it's one of those things where I can look back at the times in my life when I've been my absolute skinniest, tiniest, you know, the scale said 103, like I was obsessed. I mean, I'm a small person, but it's like literally like my early college years and end of high school, like I would cry if I weighed more than 105 pounds. So I could compare my 31 year old body that's carrying a little bit of extra weight right now, but healing in so many other ways to that 19 year old body that weighed 103 pounds, but that 103 pound woman was not happy or healthy. This 31 year old woman is learning to do that. So with that, let's dive on in, put on your comfy pants. Let's talk about this. Okay. So the first thing was for me, the catalyst, the change of what I needed to do and heal was address my birth trauma. I knew that I didn't feel good about the way that my daughter came into the world, but more than anything, I was extremely confused. I felt confused because that was one of the most empowering, beautiful, awesome days of my life. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat, and I was traumatized by it. But I felt stupid even saying those words. I felt embarrassed saying those words because it was just confusing to say, do I have trauma? Because we often think of trauma as like absolutely horrendous, horrible events. You witness a death or, you know, your spouse passes away or something like that. And and to me, I looked at my birth trauma and I thought of all these women I know that go through birth and, you know, ended up with emergency C-sections and they didn't seem traumatized by it. But like, why was I? And the thing that really pushed me to finally get help was there was a day I was, I was walking into a Home Depot, the lights were really bright and I literally had like constriction in my chest. I've never had like a physical panic attack before, but something did not feel right. And when I got out of that store, I realized I was having a visceral reaction thinking about the surgical lights above my head when I had my daughter. And that's where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to get over the guilt and the shame and I need to just go to therapy. And so for maybe for you, it's not birth trauma, but is there something that you're carrying around that's shameful to you or you're embarrassed by that you haven't yet addressed? It's your intuition, I believe, guiding you to where you need to go to heal. Maybe for you, it's that relationship that ended 10 years ago and you're like, I'm married and I have a kid and I'm happy. I still think about that ex. But oh my God, you're you're so ashamed to say that because if you say that, does that mean that you're not over that person? No, you probably just carry some trauma from a really hard relationship. And if it's something that still irks you or bothers you today, there's no shame in going to therapy. And I'll say this too. I think therapy is great. And I think therapy is something to like keep you tuned up. I also don't believe in being the person who doesn't make a decision without their therapist. I think some people can overkill therapy and I might get hate for this, but I think there are some people that get way too reliable. I'm like, well, my therapist said it's like, okay, well, you also have thoughts in your head. A therapist is not God, right? Like you can make your own decisions, but I do think therapy has a time and a place always, especially if you have gone through a traumatic event. So the way that I found my therapist, and like I said, we're getting nitty gritty here. The way that I found my therapist was literally from Google. If you go to psychologytoday.com, you can input certain um, parameters that you want in a therapist. I knew I wanted a woman. I knew that I hopefully could find someone who was a mom. And I wanted someone who um, had done specialized in EMDR therapy. 
I actually did EMDR therapy a few years ago to actually heal from a really bad past relationship that I had and some friendship traumas that also subsequently came from that breakup. Um, It was something that, again, guilt and shame. I felt so stupid having to still work through that when I was happily married and pregnant and all this stuff. But I knew I had trauma from the way that I was treated by this group of people. And so I originally did it for that a few years ago. So I knew that EMDR was something specifically for trauma and it helps you get um, basically bilateral stimulation through rapid eye movement when you're doing the therapy and therapists had different modalities that they do to create that rapid eye movement. My therapist has me hold buzzers. All right. And so in having that rapid eye movement, as you're processing the trauma, you basically dig up all your trauma, lay it all out there. You notice where you feel it in your body. And then eventually your therapist helps you basically repack up all that trauma so that you kind of look at it like a bookshelf, okay? What you do first is, oh, the trauma is settled there. And you're like, oh, there's all my crap. And you rip out all the books off the bookcase. You mess the crap out of your library. And then you place them all back so that you can access that book when you want to take it off the shelf and not have visceral reactions like I expected you know, said that I was having in the freaking Home Depot when the lights were too bright. So I went to psychology today. I inputted that I wanted a woman. I wanted EMDR therapy. And then there's, I mean, you can very customize on there. I put in my insurance. So I knew I needed someone who carried the insurance that my husband and I are on. And then the last thing I put on there was like uh, perinatal or like prenatal health, like you can do that. So psychologytoday.com, that is the resource that I always guide people to go find therapy from, input your needs there. So the therapy piece of this healing journey was to address the birth trauma itself. I've shared this before on the podcast, so I'm not going to go too into it. What that really has also, I mean, I've made massive progress, you guys. Like when I went into her office, I was a straight up 10, like could not process that. And when I had my most recent therapy with her, I was a one and a half, like on a scale of one to 10, a 10 is like, fuck this. I can't deal with it. I was already down to a one and a half. So that's some like really awesome progress. Um, and so that's kind of what lifted the lid off of this initially. It's also dug up some other crap, but again, I'm excited that I'm digging this up because I don't want to stay stuck in my life. And I know that in order to move past it and reach bigger dreams and goals, I need to work through some of this. What it is for me is perfectionism and this feeling of like, I'm never good enough. It's just a default I have. It's a character flaw for sure. Um, work through that. So that was kind of the first step. The emotional side of this healing journey has been therapy. Again, one branch of health, your emotional health. What are you doing to foster that emotional health? That's one branch there. Maybe for you, it isn't therapy, but for a lot of us, it might be. And remember, it doesn't have to be a forever thing. It could be one session. It could be 20. Therapy was one section of this. Okay. If we move over to the next branch, It was physical therapy. One piece of this healing journey for me, which just blows my mind that I lived this way for so long, was I had lingering pain from Ellie's birth. I had that emergency C-section. From the emergency C-section, I had a uterine bleed, which resulted in about two hours worth of surgery. I lost half of my blood volume to correct that issue. And I had physical pain from that. Literally, it never went away from her birth. Uh, but it was something that I could push away. And again, we're getting real detailed today. It hurt when I urinated and it hurts 
um, when I ovulated and it hurt when I had sex. <laughs> oh my gosh. I told you, um, those three areas. So it's like, it's not like I'm banging every day. So it's like, you know, if it hurt for a little bit there, I'd be like, okay, well now that's done. Like I, you know, I can push it away. Right. Oh, I'm not peeing every all the time. So like, if it hurts in that moment, okay, I'm going to forget about it in two seconds when I'm done, I'm not ovulating every week of the month. So it's easy to put away, but I had this lingering physical pain. So I found my, again, we're being transparent guys. We're going to go there today. All right. If you, you know, are peeing your pants, if you're a mom who's peeing her pants because you have pelvic floor issues or you're like me and it's a scar tissue issue, whatever it is, the, the single most thing. And if you are a mom to be the number one advice I would have to a new mom who had a baby, whether it was C-section or vaginal to go to a pelvic floor PT. If I could redo anything, I would have gone and addressed this physical pain so long ago. And what's interesting is I thought this was going to be the hardest thing to fix. I thought the emotional stuff would be the easiest and the quickest. I thought that the physical stuff, I just had built up in my head that this was like so bad. And I am so proud to tell you that today I am pain-free in all of those areas. Pain's great. Ovulation's great. The other thing is great. <laughs> like truly it is life changing when you've been living in pain to not live in pain anymore. So the way that I found my PT was same thing. I called my insurance company first. I asked for a, I was like, I need a pelvic floor specialist. Call your insurance company, ask them who's there and then go through that because it is very costly if you don't have insurance. And I, I do want to say in this journey, I have privilege. I have an income that can pay for this. I have good health insurance. I understand that this is not everybody's reality. So we can kind of talk about, you know, things that you can do for free, but, you know, make sure that your insurance can cover the pelvic floor PT. So that has been literally life-changing. Um, I'm still going to her, not as frequent, but I literally was going weekly to her for, for quite a while there. And that's sort of the physical piece of this. And that ties into what I said before of what's so cool about my, my pelvic floor PT is like, she loved what I was doing for my current workouts. Like when I told her and I showed her body and the workouts, like we looked together to be like, okay, do this workout, add the yoga in here. Okay. Do a Pilates here instead could, you know, and so the physical branch of this health and this healing journey you know, the PT was an add on to what was already serving me. And then, you know, speaking to that professional, I was able to then say, oh, you know, this is great what I'm already doing with my workouts. And I, you know, these are top notch, the best of the best workouts. Now let's add in the PT to make those even better. All right. So that was a piece of it. Now, here's where things go to the more spiritual, energetic side. If you're envisioning like a tree with branches, this is where shit gets woo-woo, all right? And we're going to talk about nutrition in a second here, but this goes back to, like I said, my episode 108 with Shelby Colzer. Shelby is a great friend of mine. Like I said, her background is as dietitian. She's so freaking smart when it comes to nutrition, um, and I love her for that. She's also very much so in the zone of genius when it comes to energetic healing. She she does what's called quantum healing, energetic crap. And this is literally how I talk to Shelby. I'm like, I don't understand your woo-woo bullshit sometimes, but I'm also not opposed to it. And I also think that it has a time and a place. Here's what's crazy. This is where I just think like a God wink is just 
pointing you in the direction that you ultimately need to go. When I was addressing these things in therapy and PT, two main points always came up. In EMDR therapy, when you're readdressing the trauma and you kind of revisualize that experience, your therapist will ask you where you feel it in your body. I literally, every single time that I relive Ellie's trauma, I feel it in my gut and I feel it in my heart every single time. I feel a heaviness there. I feel a constriction there. It's never anywhere else in my body. When I went to PT, I, you know, we started to address this physical pain that I had. And in my very first physical therapy appointment, I left sobbing. I got in my car and I cried, not because it hurt, not because it was uncomfortable. I mean, you literally do have someone lubing up their hand and putting it in, you know, finger inside of you. And that didn't hurt at all, but it was like, I had this visceral reaction of an emotional response to a physical thing. And it just like, was this connection and this thing that was like, gosh, this always hurts in my heart and my gut. When Shelby and I recorded that episode, you guys, episode 108, you know, before the episode we had talked and we, you know, we're planning out our podcast swap and all this stuff. And Shelby offered to do an energetic kind of healing for me because I asked her for it. I was like, I think something is going on with like my gut. Can you do your spiritual woo-woo stuff and look at it? And when Shelby did her thing and go, you know, sign up for a consultation if you want to do some of this woo-woo stuff with Shelby. When she did it, she was talking about like my chakras, right? If you talk about your chakras, I don't even know all of them. But she basically said that, Kate, what I'm seeing is your gut chakra and your heart are connected and they shouldn't be. And it's creating a loop where these two things are interconnected with one another and they should not be. And so she did like an energetic clearing of that. Um, and the other weird thing was when she was going through this healing work, she said that she often sees women who have gone through C-sections or people who have gone through surgeries. And again, I'm going to go real woo-woo here right now. So I'm going to need y'all to not leave the podcast like Kate's a crazy lady. Okay. I'm also a Christian woman. So I just need people who were like really into that to not think like you're a God basher. Like I am an equal opportunity employer. Okay. So let's just put that out there too. But basically, Shelby was like, I believe that when this stuff happens and what I see is that when you have a major surgery like that, a part of your soul is basically cut into. I know. Woo woo. But when Shelby told me this and she was doing this clearing energy, I literally had a vision in my head of my adult self with my child self. I had a vision of my adult self hugging my inner child and just hugging her like I would hug Ellie. And I had such a vivid um, vision, I guess I'll say, image in my head of the exact little girl that I was and how that little girl, like I told Shelby, I said, when I was that age, I literally believed I would be a Dixie chick someday. Now I know they're called just the chicks. That's how fucking confident I was in myself. And after this experience with Shelby and I thought about that, I'm like, That is a piece of my soul, of who I am. I think therapies undigging this with this feeling of not good enough, worthy enough, perfect enough, whatever, you know, and this is a very achiever thing. It made so much sense to me. And it was like uh, my self now was seeing my childlike self and saying, hey, don't lose her. Don't lose that belief. Don't lose that confidence. And so 
this all just weirded me out though, because the next time I went to my pelvic floor PT, I told her about this and she's very science-based and she likes the woo-woo. And what was weird is that when we talked about this, I had said to her what Shelby and I went through. And this is when I really started to realize I have a lot of inflammation in my body. So from my outer body, what I've really noticed is it feels like my body is not getting rid of my water weight. And I brought this up with my PT and I told her about my experience with Shelby. And she was like, what's weird is that it's basically from like your gut to your heart. It's like it's clogged and congested and your root chakra, like the bottom part of you is okay. And again, I just can't believe I'm putting this on a podcast. Um, I don't have pain with sex anymore (laughs) or pain or those things. And she was like, that's your root chakra. Like that's seems like it's healed. And now it's that heart and that gut area that is still congested. Um, and so that was just so weird to me that like someone who's so rooted in like physical therapy and science and a bazillion, you know, expertise is that she was like noticing that emotional, spiritual side of things. And it just kind of really started to make sense that like, okay, in unlifting and going from branch to branch here, like there's obviously something going on with my heart and my gut in the spiritual realm, perhaps, but also when it comes to nutrition. And this is where I implemented two other things on this health journey. And gosh, I hope you're still with me right now. I know that this is really deep, but I just hope that in me sharing this with you, one, you can see that you have to have a baseline level of health to dig deeper. You can't run a marathon before you run a mile, right? And secondly, how much fucking advocacy work you have to do to actually heal yourself and be a healthy person. Nobody is going to do this work for you. And again, I'm coming from a place of privilege in that I can afford these things. I know that I'm a white female. I have middle, you know, upper middle class. I know that. I also want to say that it is a gift of something I worked my fucking ass off for. I have never been more thankful that I do the business that I do. One, because it's rooted in living a healthy life. And two, I have the time to make for these things. I can't tell you how much time it takes. My therapist is a drive. The therapy, you know, th- these things take time. And I I am so glad that this has happened. And let me just go back even a little bit further. I've said this to my therapist. I said this to these people I've been consulting. I look at Ellie's birth experience now, and I'm not fu- I'm not fully healed from all these things yet, but holy shit, I'm so thankful that it happened. I was not able to say that four months ago because if I never had the birth trauma, if I never went through that, I would never be in a therapist chair digging deeper about my, you know, perfectionism, my self-worth, how I feel about myself. I would not be on sort of this spiritual path, which there's another component to this. I'll tell you in a second. I wouldn't be diving in there and I wouldn't be so in tune with like who I actually am and who I can become. And that's why you do a journey like this, because you want to heal from it. And I look at all of these things and I look at my business that I started building seven years ago. I didn't want to teach anymore. I didn't want to make crappy money. I didn't want to spend eight hours a day with other people's kids. And my why to leave that profession was to have more flexibility when I had a kid someday. Little did I know that when I had that kid, yes, I would get that flexibility of time with her, but I'd also get it for myself. And that's really freaking cool to see like, wow, 
I know why this is all unfolding the way that it would be unfolding. Because if I still had to be on my teacher schedule, I would never have time to do all these things. It would be incredibly difficult. So I just want to say that. Okay. So spiritual did the woo-woo stuff with Shelby. And then I also, um, you know, decided that spiritual healing and a deeper connection to faith and abundance was important to me. So this also pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I have joined a small group at our church. And in the weird God wink again, the book we are reading, gosh, what, where is it? It's called Free of Me. Life is better when it's not about you. And like, I've started to look through some of the pages. I'm like, holy crap. This is definitely something that I need to hear. Like it is insane. So of these rungs, of these, you know, these, these, this pillar of health, if we're thinking about the tree and we're going at this example, rung one was the emotional um, healing through therapy, going and speaking to a professional there. There was the physical piece of it, working through um, PT with a pelvic floor specialist in addition to what I was already doing with my body workouts. And then there was this part three of the spiritual healing piece of this, doing something woo-woo, like consulting someone like Shelby, who that is her zone of genius, deciding to dive deeper into my actual you know, faith and joining a small group with women at my church who are also trying to deepen their faith and find you know bigger purpose outside of themselves. And those three things are really truly changing the game. All right, here's what I'm going to do because this is getting long and in full truth and transparency, I got to go pick up my daughter from daycare. I am going to continue this conversation over into a part two because there's still a couple more components of what I've been working on and this gets a little bit more nitty gritty. And so I will be releasing a part two of this episode ASAP as soon as I can record it. So with that, I want to say, make sure you pop over to part two. Thank you for listening to this. I hope it wasn't TMI. I'm so glad we talked about, you know, uh, therapy and sex and all the things, you know, this is the Kate take, and this is my take on healing and why I think we all need to do it and why I believe you can do it. And if you are a fellow birth trauma mama specifically listening to this, it's not too late for you. I need you to understand it is never too late for you to heal whether it's been 10 minutes or 10 years. And I just got a message the other day from someone that I used to teach with a long time ago. And she said that in seeing my posts, it's the first time in 10 years she watched her son's birth video and decided to go to therapy and that it's changing her life. So I want to share this because I feel so convicted that it can help you and other women who have experienced this truly move on in their life and heal. All right, pop on over to part two. I'll see you there.